All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, NFC East time. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Washington football team. Earlier today, I had a quick uh, Cam Newton update pod, just an instant reaction. I thought it uh, would be fun to put in just a quick little lunch break podcast for myself and kind of my my feelings on Cam Newton. So real quick, before we get into the NFC East, do you have any quick uh, news or notes you want to put in on the Cam Newton, Mac Jones debacle? Nope. If you were going to put in Mac Jones to be your starter, you had to release Cam. Um, I, I still agree. thought they would start with Cam and then move to Mac Jones. But if they think they're ready or, or if Mac's ready, which he looked pretty good in preseason, or mm-hmm. if they believe, you know, they're different play styles that give us right now the same chance to win, you're at the ceiling with Cam. You know you can continue to improve with Mac. So making that decision isn't shocking in hindsight. I thought it would be a couple weeks later, but cut cam makes sense. It's shocking when you first see it. And then like you think about it for a couple of minutes and it's like, yeah, I guess that made sense. Yeah. All right, let's get right into it. Philadelphia Eagles. uh, They finished the, the worst in this division last year. Um, There were times where people probably thought this was going to be the the winner of the division. Uh, I think they started off semi-decent last year. Um, But towards the end of the year, they ended up benching Carson Wentz. Um, They had a a really weird situation that me and you kind of completely disagreed on. And their Week 17 debacle with, with... benching Jalen Hurts with a chance to win in, in order to improve draft position. Um, we disagreed on it. It happened against the Giants. We don't really have to go into it. But all in all, really weird situation because Doug Peterson was doing that in order to improve his draft position, and he ends up getting fired for it, essentially. Um, but they fired Doug Peterson, who won Super Bowl 52. They traded Carson Wentz, who's had a number of injuries. They traded him to the Colts. They named Jalen uh, Hurts their starter as of today, actually. That was just uh, a couple hours ago. And this team is really just a completely different football team than what we've seen win Super Bowl 52 uh, in, in fun fashion against the New England Patriots. Notice I said fun. Uh, what, is your, what is your opinion on the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles? Um, it's weird because you look at their four wins last year and it was a one point win against the Giants 49ers with a hurt quarterback Cowboys without Dak and the Saints when Taysom Hill was the quarterback so this team really didn't beat anyone that had a playable quarterback except you could say the Giants Daniel Jones is their starter but I look at this team and they were very hurt last year and kind of going to be the same way I went about talking about the Texans it's like I I think they're not a winless team but it's going to be really hard for me to go into any game and say I think the Eagles are going to win this one um I do think they get healthy on the offensive line um but how's their quarterback play going to be and I really don't like their defense at all Fletcher Cox I really like him a lot defensive line is pretty good but I don't know I think Steven Nelson wasn't as good as people thought he was for the Steelers. I mean, with Minka Fitzpatrick on that side, he didn't really get thrown at a whole lot. And when he did, he wasn't great. 
Um, Darius Slay doesn't seem to be the same corner he was for the Lions. Kind of like Namdi Asamoah there. Go to the Eagles and you're just not as good. Yeah. I just think this Eagles team is going to give up a lot of points. And I don't know if they have the offense to win a lot of games in shootouts. I, th- I just think they're it's far way away. And I agree with you. This team is not the team we saw win the Super Bowl five years. or Was it five years ago? Four years ago? Uh, three years ago. Three years ago, really. Wow, a lot can change. Well, 55, 54, 53. Okay, 54. So, yeah. So, it is four years ago. You're still, right. Still, I mean, a, a, lot, a lot has changed. For this within season. the last five years, you should still have some sort of a resemblance of what your Super Bowl team was. Yeah. Unless something drastic happens, like Tom Brady leaves New England or something, right. or Peyton Manning retiring from the Broncos. They yeah. have nothing. I, I have no reason to really like Nick Sirianni. I'm not rooting for the guy to fail, but... Every time he's had a chance to do something in public, he just. So thanks for bringing guy. Yeah, an thanks for bringing guy. him up. I thought he did something that I'm just not sure I agree with in today's day and age. The peep. Let's, let's talk preseason just for a quick second. I, I'm not going to get super into this, but I don't understand something. Teams that are successful and are winning at a high level in this league are playing starters in the preseason. But yet all these bad teams are sitting there start what what's happening here? Why am I what am I missing? Why did this oh not he, I'm sorry, this is your first year in the league starting as a head coach of a team that we just spoke about won a Super Bowl a couple years back. And the impression you're setting is I'm not gonna play my starters who doesn't even he doesn't even have a full season under his belt. He needs this preseason time. I don't get it. I, I'm I'm truly confused by it. That's what I got. I, the Eagles are stuck this year. I, I do think, though, the reason you don't play your starters if you're the Eagles is, one, a lot of them were hurt last year. Maybe you're afraid to re-injure them in games that don't matter. Not that you have to agree with them. And secondly, this team, after their starting lineup, is terrible. Like, every position, if they have to go to a backup, they're bad. So they need to figure out who the backups are, and they really can't afford – like. They know who their starting lineup is. So, I mean, maybe in the last game, do you get them in a little bit? But, man, they were playing their backups and just getting blown out in the preseason. They just didn't show show up at all. So, we'll see. But less thinking equals more athlete takeover. So, we'll see how that goes in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I, we might as well touch on because I think this is probably going to be a storyline somewhere in the season. So this team uh, just traded for Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback Gardner Minshew. Uh, they get him for a sixth-round pick. It could be a fifth-round pick if he only plays 50% of the snaps in three games. So he basically has to start three games, and it becomes a fifth-round pick. What are the chances do we think you think we'll see Gardner Minshew this season? Um, I don't think he wins the job on talent. I think that Jalen Hurts would have to get hurt. Um, I like Garner Minshew, but I just don't think they brought him in there to compete for the starting job. I think Howie Roseman said, we're going to get a guy who can start in the league. You you know, off the top of my head, you could say he might be the best backup in the league. It's good. And you spent a, and you spent a sixth round pick for it. So, and you sent it all the way over to the AFC. So I think it was a smart business move, but. You know, does Philly completely have Jalen's back, or are we going to start to hear Gardner Minshew chants? I don't know, but 
I would imagine Gardner Minshew isn't taking any deuces in Philadelphia either. He's coming over there to try and win the job. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know what it is about the Eagles, but toward the end of Donovan McNabb's time there, they were calling for Michael Vick and got him. Carson Wentz was basically an MVP. Nick Foles comes in for a couple games, wins a Super Bowl, and they all of a sudden love Foles, and they wanted Wentz out from you know all that time after that. And now Jalen Hurts comes in. I think people like Jalen, but Gardner Minshew has this weird swagger about him. I could definitely see where people are starting to call for for um, Gardner here late in the season because I don't think the Eagles are going to win a lot of games. We'll talk about that here in a second. Let's go ahead and get into their first five. Um, I don't like to be that guy, but you you said that you you always say this, and I I agree with you on this. I don't want to pick the Eagles to win a game just for the sake of picking them to win a game. If I think they would lose to said team, I think I should have them in a loss. So week one, I have them at the Falcons, and I'm not super high in the Falcons this year, but the Falcons are a better football team. I have the Falcons winning that one. I actually have the Eagles winning on the road week one. You're really low on the Falcons. I I think it's a defense they can have success. It's going to be a shootout. Um, Both teams have new coaches. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I actually like the Eagles here. Okay. Uh, week two, they are in a complete uphill battle. I don't care who's at quarterback. I don't care if the Niners are healthy or not. I know they beat the Niners last year in a really weird game, but the Niners are, well, are they're going to obliterate the, the Eagles. I like the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, week three at Dallas. We'll talk a little bit of Dak in a minute. But I, I have a hard time picking the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are the best team in this division, which we'll we'll probably talk about. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys as well, but um, I disagree with the Cowboys. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, week four, home against the Kansas City Chiefs. They upset the Ch- – I'm joking. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs big. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes comes out of the tunnel in an <laughs> Eagles uniform. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs win. Yeah. And then week five at the Panthers. I love the Panthers. You know I love the Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers here. Yep. Uh, I have them at one and four. You have them at 0 and five. Oh and five, yeah. And I, I'm going to have a very rough time picking them. Um, I think right now, I think they're probably better than Houston. Detroit. And uh, I'm actually a little higher on Detroit than I am the Eagles, but not by much. Not by much. Um, only because we've seen... That's the boat uh, they're in, though. To be, to be fair, how many games has Jalen Hurts started? I think he started, what, six last year? Did he? Maybe less. Maybe less. I don't know. I think it is less, and he was yanked in one of them. Okay. We saw, we saw a lot of Jalen He led the team in passing one, two, three, four. In their last five games, he led the team in passing. So I'm assuming he started all five and then was yanked in the end of the fifth one. Okay, so he's got basically five games under his belt. Jared Goff has like five seasons under his belt. I just like the Lions more than I like the Eagles today. I I know, I get what you mean, but today I like Jared Goff more than I do Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts has to prove it to me. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying Jalen Hurts can't be a good quarterback. I think that we've seen him have success in both the college systems he played in. And he's mm-hmm. had success in the NFL in five games. So I'm not writing him off by any stretch. But I don't love the Eagles. I don't love their coaching staff. And we'll go from there. 
Okay. Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Dallas here. Dallas Cowboys finished up the season six and ten. I think this is a. Uh, can't really elaborate too much on their 2020, seeing as they lost Dak Prescott after I believe five games. In the fifth game, they lost him. I believe that's what it was. But Dak was actually leading the league in passing yards, and I believe also passing touchdowns. I think at the time when he was hurt, he was definitely leading in passing yards and was on a historic feet he was on pace for like 5800 yards at the time he was over 400 passing a game something crazy um but let's talk about the big ones in the offseason Dak signs his big deal finally they get Dak locked up they bring over Dan Quinn defensive coordinator that had a lot of success with the um, Seattle Seahawks went over to the Falcons was the head coach there didn't have so much success did play in a Super Bowl Good coach in a Super Bowl. Didn't have the success there, I would say, ultimately, though. And now he finds himself back as a defensive coordinator. I actually love this fit for him. And what do they do? They go out and they draft Micah Parsons in the first round. I don't think they needed a linebacker. But they've two years in a row, they went out and drafted the best player available, which I think a lot of people will tell you you should do if you can. And uh, I like where the Cowboys sit today overall. I like where they're at offensively. I love what they're doing with, with Lamb and Gallup and, and Cooper. Um, Jarwin's, you know, a solid piece there. I don't love Ezekiel Elliott. We'll see where that comes. We'll see if he's in shape, and we'll see if he's actually uh, the runner that we, we knew him to be a few years ago. Where are you at in the Cowboys? I just don't love the Cowboys. I don't like that Dak's dealing with the shoulder issue. I know they're saying there's no setbacks, but if there is any setbacks, I mean, they have nothing behind Dak. Uh, they don't have Andy Dalton like last year. Um, we can talk yeah. about, you know, how great it was that Dak was just blitz in the league on throwing yards. It was crazy to watch, actually. But their only win in his four full games came on a fluke onside kick against a crazy comeback against Atlanta. Like, this team wasn't winning. So you look to their defense to say, well, how did they get better? Because the reason they were losing was their defense. And it's like they get rid of – um, uh, Sean Lee, is that his name? And they signed Micah Parsons. Now, I believe they play a 4-3, which means they could play Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, and Van Der Esch all at the same time. But it doesn't seem like Van Der Esch can stay healthy. I like Micah Parsons, but again, I don't think I don't think he's good enough to turn this whole defense around. I don't think they have the players on defense. I think they're going to get scored on too much. And I think you know, there's two really good defenses in their division. You look at, you know, last year they lost to Philadelphia or um, excuse me, they lost to New York. They did lose to Philadelphia once. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like with how the star power on offense, you like to think that this team is going to be able to just win a bunch of games. But like I said, I'm not going to sugarcoat my picks. I, I've, you know, I'm finishing up my entire seasons worth the picks for all teams and I'm just out of a vacuum I'm looking at two teams and I'm saying if, if someone said I had to put $50 on a team to win I'm gonna go that way and and I don't like the Cowboys a whole lot they they're absolutely a team to watch whether you root for them or against them they'll be exciting yeah. love yeah. CeeDee Lamb again you know in our draft episodes two years ago I talked about how CeeDee Lamb is definitely the guy over Jerry Judy who stood up on a table and that's coming to fruition and, you know, he hasn't had Dak the whole time either. So when you have Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke, the offensive line's getting healthy again, that's all great. But I just think their defense is 
bottom three in the league. And it's okay to have an offense that carries a team, but they, they were last year. The Cowboys were a bottom three defense last year. I don't know if Michael Parsons and Dan Quinn revolutionized that. We'll see. But they they were they were a terrible, terrible defense last year. Let me step up for the Cowboys quick. So they have they have ballers on the field that you haven't you didn't mention. You you forgot two big names. Probably their two best defensive players. Demarcus Lawrence on the defensive line. Great player. He hasn't really done anything the last few years. Since he He got signed, he had a bad year. So he was great in 19, bad in 2020. I'm giving everybody a pass in 2020. I'm hoping he comes back. New defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Let's give it a chance before we just bail on him. I think he's still a very good player. I think he had a down year. Then you have Jalen Smith, who, again, just like you said with Demarcus Lawrence, signed the deal, became nothing. Let's let's hold out hope that, that Dan Quinn can get this defense playing in a much less complex system. Everybody basically pooped on the, the defensive coordinator that Mike McCarthy brought in. I'm blaming him for what that what happened. Two years ago in 2019, this team actually played some D. They had a bad year with Mike McCarthy coming in. I, I can't sit here and blame 100, put all the blame on on those players. I think we, they have good pieces. They bring in Micah Parsons. Who cares if Van Der Esch is healthy at this point? Between Parsons and between Parsons and, and Jalen Smith, they're going to be just fine there. They have a couple pieces on the back. Xavier Rhodes and um, Jordan Lewis are, are younger players. They are, they're not great, but they're coming along. I think that the Cowboys are they're going to be more improved than you're, – you're assuming they're going to repeat last year. And I think you need to give them a little more credit. I'm not saying they're – so they were 6-10 and 10 last year. Where do you have them roughly? One of their first five first, if you'd like. Um, no, I'm just kind of looking. I just, you know, Demarcus Lawrence in the last two seasons total has 11 sacks. Like, I, I just think he's an average player at this point. Well, I mean, I, time out, time out. Did Mike McCarthy come in in 2020 or 19? 2020. In 2019, he had five sacks. In 2020, he had six and a half. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, so I mean, I. I don't know. Um, I think it's crazy. You know, something I was uh, looking at with these schedules, uh, something to note, Philadelphia, um, five of their last six games are in division. For the Cowboys, five, uh, four of their last five are in division. Like, a lot of these teams, like the uh, the Washington football team, these are their last five games. Home against the Cowboys at Philly at the Cowboys, home against Philly, at New York. Their last five games are divisional. So when you look at the Cowboys, Eagles, and um, Washington, going into week 13, they're going to have one divisional game played. Like, and you know what division's going to be wide open. So it's, gonna it's going to be up. wide open, and they know that because in the last fudge 10 years, there's been one runaway winner, maybe two. The Eagles, the year they won the Super Bowl, and the, the right. Dax rookie year, they were 13-3. Outside of that, this this division's never a runaway. They know that. They're building towards it, and they want people to be tuning in to what could potentially be a 6-10 and 10 yeah. team versus a 7-9 team. And, and, and the thing is, is, I'll put it this way. The Cowboys can go nuclear offensively. So even if they don't win a lot of the games they can win the division and no one would want to play them in the playoffs because their offense but yeah. if you were to ask me you said 
right now you believe the Cowboys are the best team in the division. I think uh, they're... I'm not, that's not saying much. That's not a bragging. But, but I get that. Okay. But I think they're the third best team in the division. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what their record is off the top of my head. And yes, it's close. No matter who you have, there's a couple teams. I think everyone's ruling the Eagles out. And there's a conversation for the other three. Mm. But me personally, I'm not buying in on the Cowboys. I think they find ways to lose. I think there's still question marks around Dak's shoulder. And with a backup quarterback, they're toast. I'm not trying to predict injuries. But I think you can pass on this team. And I think you can run on this team. And I don't believe in Mike McCarthy really either. You know? Okay. I think we we might agree more than you think we agree without agreeing. I know that doesn't sound right. Do you yeah. think the Cowboys can be nine and eight? I think they can, but not much better if possible. Like I think they'll be nine and eight or lower. I, I think I, nine and eight could win this division. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, like I said, I'm going to go through my stuff and look at yeah. it more in a vacuum. It's hard to just say how many wins a team's going to get. Yeah. But. No, I know. I let's t- let's talk about their first five here. I, I like the Cowboys in a sense. Week one at Tampa, I don't love them there. I think they'll be fun, but I think, honestly, Dak coming off of, um, let's just say, a year-long injury uh, against the Super Bowl champions, that's a rough outing. I don't care how many offensive weapons they have. I think Bucks win. Loss. Yeah. Uh, week two at the L.A. Chargers. I've spoke to you recently about this on the Chargers podcast where I said that that's actually probably going to be a Dallas home game. Right. They, they literally have training camp down the street from there. I actually like Dallas to go into the Chargers and win that game. Do you want to say something, though? Um, and you listen to Colin as well. I believe it was like by 30, like it was the highest team in the league in jump in season ticket holders because yes. Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckley, like Herbert has a feeling around this team. I do think we could start to see more Chargers take take ownership of an L.A. out there. Um, but with that, being maybe, you're right. maybe you're right on that. I think, yeah, I actually, I like the Chargers. You know, I had them losing their first game. I like them bouncing back and beating the Cowboys week two. So we disagree there. Mm-hmm. Uh, week three home against the Eagles. I have them beating the Eagles. We just Monday night, Monday night. I got the Cowboys getting their first win against the Eagles. Okay. I have them moving to two and one on a two game winning streak. But week four, and I don't remember who I picked in this. This is easily a coin flip game for me. But today I picked the Panthers to win. Panthers. Panthers yeah. are going to be electrifying, man. Uh, yeah, I'm their really excited about the Panthers. Their defense is improved in their offense. If Sam Darnold can, can be the glue yeah. for this thing. I think what I'm going to do before our our big prediction episode next week I'm going to go 100% through the Panthers' schedule and see what I think they are and give my best prediction for them. Teddy Bridgewater struggles to throw deep. Sam Darnold, don't forget, played with Robbie Anderson for a year, and they were a very good connection. Yes. You add DJ Moore. You add Christian McCaffrey. And Sam Darnold can sling that boy. If he can keep turnovers down, that team is going to be electric. Yeah. Um, let's move to week. So you have Panthers as well then. Yes. Okay, we both have the Panthers winning. Week five against the Giants. I'm guessing you're going with a loss, but I'm actually going with a win. I think they beat yeah. the Giants. This is where we're going to disagree in this division. Yeah, yeah. You have the Cowboys. Everyone yeah. knows I'm big on the Giants. You know, my guy Barkley. But, um, yeah, I think the Giants gave them problems last year, and um, I think they're going to do it again this year. The Giants had a top, top eight. I think they were ranked eighth in total defense. 
they were really, really good in the second half of the season. They get Daniel Jones. You know, we'll get we'll get into them in a minute. But yeah, what about like, the Jones? I like the Giants to win here, and I have the Cowboys at one and four. I think you have them at what, three and two. I have them at three and two. They could easily be two and three, but I don't see them being one and four. I think you're being a little harsh there. Um, oh, we're just we're we're definitely having a completely different understanding of what the Cowboys are. I think they're. I think they're probably a little better than 500. You think they're a little worse than 500. So I think we're. I think where it comes from is I think it's fool's gold. I think the last two years, I was like, the Cowboys are getting better. They're going to have this record, this record, and they continue to underperform my records. So this year I'm dying it back, and maybe I'm going too far back. It's like a spring, you know, boom, it goes too far. But maybe I'm being a little too hard, sure, but I just don't want to predict them to be good anymore. I I don't think they will be. No, that's fair. Uh, let's get right into the Giants. We were just talking about them. The Giants finished last year 6-10, and 10, same as the Cowboys. Uh, Joe Judge in his rookie season during COVID I thought was pretty good. Started off really bad and really started to turn it up. Uh, they were the first NFC East team that made both of our power rankings um, towards the end of last year. This team has a really strong secondary. I think it's completely overlooked, uh, led by Jabril Peppers. They have Logan Ryan back there playing safety. They have... Um, Bradbury, obviously. I actually the, have it written down here. It was one of my biggest points. That, the I think they, they have a tremendous secondary yeah. that nobody you, really talks about. You start up front interior. They got Leonard Williams, Danny Shelton, and Austin Johnson. You yeah. look at their middle linebacker, Blake Martinez, an absolute tackle machine. And then you look at their entire secondary, James Bradbury, Adoree yep. Jackson, Jabril yeah. Peppers, Logan Ryan, and his second year out of Alabama, Xavier McKinney. They have yeah. five. That's why I'm saying like the Cowboys are a passing team and the Giants have just dudes all over their secondary. They do. Like, they, do. they can You're afford right. to play man and really get after you at the front seven. And man, we can jump right into it too. You start to look at their offense. You give Daniel Jones, you know, Saquon Barkley, he may have to come in the first two weeks, a little bit slower role, but the Raiders last year, Josh Jacobs and Devonte Booker, Booker had some pretty good carries, averaged four and a half yards for them. He's a giant now. You know, so they have a pretty good one-two punch. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, draft Kadarius Toney, and they picked up John Ross. He still runs 4-2. I know he's not a great receiver, but he'll be the last thing you're worried about. Evan Ingram, and they grabbed Kyle Rudolph. I forget who it was. They just traded for another lineman today to bolster that offensive line. It's all on Daniel Jones, and if he can limit the turnovers, which he started to do, like you look at last season when he started to reduce the turnovers and the Giants kind of started to win a lot of games. They went on a four-game win streak, two before and two after their bye week, including a win against the Seahawks. They beat Washington. So I just think this team won five of their last eight games. I think they were doing – they were – trending upward and that was without Saquon Barkley and yeah. and I, I just, I'm so high on the Giants I think Daniel Jones I think he takes a step this year I, I think it's going to be good for him okay again, so you just said it you literally just said it you're higher on Daniel Jones than me correct it's that, that's where it comes we are when, when so we more the, agree than disagree here when you when it comes down to the Giants you can't look at this roster and say they're terrible no, you can no. look at the, the roster and say, yeah, it's on Daniel Jones. It really depends on how he plays. Absolutely. And I, I believe in Daniel Jones. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. 
So, yeah, I think. Let me say this. I agree with you. The Giants are a very good team. Very good team. I love everything about the Giants. I don't love Daniel Jones. Do I think Daniel Jones can win eight games in this league? Yes. Do I think he can win nine, 10 and 11? I don't know. This roster is good enough. It's very much a, a Browns Baker situation, though. I think Baker's better than Daniel Jones. I will say that. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is a perfect team for Deshaun Watson and Rodgers. Two, two, team, two guys that want to be traded. You told I, me to literally I, shut up about it, but I, that's, I've said that for – I've been trying to say that for months. I was like, if a quarterback goes to this team, they're, they're so good. Yeah, too good. They're too good. They have ballers everywhere. I just don't love Daniel Jones. And we can get into their first five. I do think that this team's the second best team in the division. And they're they're gonna be playing the Cowboys for the division title, so maybe I'm wrong here at the end because it's gonna be these two teams in my opinion. I we'll we'll talk about Washington in a second, who I think you probably have number one, maybe. Yeah, all over this division, yes, I have Washington at number one. I so you have Giants at two? I do. Okay. I I, I I'm loving this. Let's <laughs> let's get right into their first five because I understand they have ballers, but I think they have bad matchups. Here we go. Week one against the Broncos. Teddy doesn't turn it over. He's going against a strong secondary. I like the Broncos, but I I, I have a hard time with this. I think the Broncos actually beat the Giants week one. I have Broncos winning. Okay. Week two at the Washington football team. I have them beating Washington. I think they're better than Washington. Washington's defense is very good, but that's about it. I have, I actually have Washington uh, winning here. Okay. They travel to Washington. I think they lose again. Okay. Week three, home against the Falcons. The Falcons are going to be playing outside in the cold. I'm taking the Giants. I just talked. I just talked myself into it. I'm taking the Giants. It's still September, but. I do like the Giants here. Giants win. Yeah. Uh, week four at the Saints. I think I spoke about this when we were talking about the NFC South a couple weeks ago. I think the Saints will take several weeks before people figure them out, so to speak. I like the Saints to win there. Uh, I'm giving the dub to the Giants. I think the Saints will still be playing in looks like Texas now, so it won't be a game at the Superdome. It'll yeah. be a beautiful sight, so to speak. Um, and I think Jameis really struggles against the secondary. And I think the Saints game is the very – it'll be a more increased role, but the Saints game will be the first game Saquon gets the bulk of the load. I think this is a big breakout game for Saquon week four. Yeah, I think the Saints defense is still actually pretty good, and I think it might be too much for Daniel Jones. I guess we'll see. I like I like how it matches up, Lattimore on Galladay, and just play him up. Uh, week five at the Cowboys. I'm, I'm higher on the Cowboys by slight. I'm giving them the home victory. And I have the Giants at one and four. I'm sorry, two and three, because I'm giving them the Falcons win. I changed. I have them beating Dallas three-game win streak. They're three and two. Okay. Also, so I we, think it will help playing the Saints in Texas. They could stay in Texas. You know, not really too much travel around the country. but Yeah, yeah. They, and they probably would. I think their secondary 
I think their secondary matches up well with what the Cowboys like to do. And uh, that's, that's just how I'm going to look at it. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm solely going with the better quarterback here, which is why I have Dallas. But let's get into Washington because I, I think that these, these three teams are actually really close. And if it wasn't for Dak Prescott, I think I would take the other two teams. But I like – I like Dallas more. Um, Washington football team, they finished the year 7-9. and nine. Um, Some people, shockingly, were taking this team to upset the Tampa Bay Bucks in round one. Um, but And they gave the Bucks all they could handle. Unfortunately, Taylor Heineke was not enough, and the Bucks end up winning and obviously winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Ron Rivera's cancer-free. He's bringing in this team for another season. Um, they replace Alex Smith. Uh, they kept Taylor Heineke, and they also kept... Kyle, Kyle something, the other the other quarterback Alan. they have. Kyle Allen, thank you. They kept mm-hmm. him on the roster, but they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick to replace Alex Smith, so another veteran. They're not really selling themselves on Taylor Heineke. They did give Ryan Fitzpatrick the starting gig, and they brought him in another weapon, Curtis Samuel, to pair with um, scary, Terry. Scary, scary Taylor McLaurin. Yeah, so obviously this defense is still very good. They have a mixture of running backs. Antonio Gibson's probably the guy there. I don't mm-hmm. love this team offensively. I think they're completely average. I think their quarterback play is going to be very sporadic, and I think they're going to be one of the only teams in this division that's constantly back back and forth with quarterback play, and that's not a recipe for success. Um, ultimately, that's why I'm as low on this team as, as I am, because I think with a strong quarterback, I think this could be a very good team. I don't love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'll probably throw 25 touchdowns this year, and, 15 to 17 picks. Okay. I'm dialing back the picks a little bit. I do think they will be fine at quarterback play. I love everything around it. Uh, Thomas, the tight end Samuel Logan Thomas. Thank you. Yeah. Great pick. Yeah. Uh, So they have three weapons on the perimeter. Anton Gibson was a great running back last year until he got the toe injury against the Steelers. He can play well. This team has an unstoppable defensive line that goes five or six deep. Chase yeah, Young, in the league. yeah, it's crazy. You have uh, Kendall Fuller, who's a Pro Bowl corner out there. And a lot of people forget in October they lost, um, where's my minute? They lost Landon Collins to an injury. So they get their, their Pro Bowl safety back. So they have playmakers at the back end. They can get a ton of pressure only rushing for. If you have, a, if you have an average offensive line, you're going to get dominated. I feel like they can dominate upwards of 20 teams in the league just at the offensive line, you know, being able to stop the run and create a ton of pressure. I think this defense is going to be suffocating this year. And I think the offense, you know, when I went to the Cowboys, they said an offense can carry an average defense, but I think their defense is really bad. And we disagreed there. But when it comes to the Washington football team, a defense can carry an average offense. I think Washington, can be an average offense. I think at times, if they're average, if they're in the middle of the pack, I think more often than not, they will show signs of being better than average than worse than average. I think this offense can move the ball, and this defense is going to be... I think the Washington football team is going to win a lot of games early, and then a lot of games late. The middle of their schedule is very tough. That's when they play a lot of difficult teams. But again, when it comes down to the end of the season, and it's Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, I could see Washington running the table. Yeah, we massively disagree. I think that this team didn't improve. 
at the end of the day, they brought in Curtis Samuel, which, yeah, that's a great improvement for the wide receiver position. But is, is a scat back slash slot receiver enough to make you better? I don't think they improved. I, I have this team taking a step back. They won the division at seven and nine. They are not a seven or eight win football team. I think the Giants and the Cowboys are that because this division is still going to lose to everybody that they play that's out of the division. They're going to beat up on each other like they have in the past. I I'm, I think I'm going to shock you with um, with what where I'm at here. So obviously the char the, the Chargers week one. I have that as a loss. I have that as a win. Yeah. The Chargers Chargers. Chargers have a completely revamped offensive line. Week one, I think they get run off the ball. They have they have a they have a rookie right tackle. They have three new starters. I, I just I like Washington to win here week one. Uh, yeah, we disagree. Obviously, I, I see that. I, 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 I'm a I like I like the Chargers. I think they're probably a ten or eleven win team this year. I don't disagree. Uh, I have a hard time giving what, but you think Washington is too. So that's well, where the thing is when it comes to Washington, they lost a lot of games with Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. Alex Smith was nowhere near his peak. Coming off that leg injury, he was okay. Alex Smith was five and two as the starter of this team. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick and even what Heineke showed in the playoff game against the Bucks, really good defense. I think they can play to the level that Alex Smith was playing at last year. You look at all their losses. It was Haskins, Haskins, Allen, Allen, Allen. Smith was their leading passer in seven games and they won five of them. And in all five, the defense held their opponent to under 20 points. Like, that's not th- happening. Well, that's not I'm, always going to happen. It won't always happen, but I'm just saying if this team scores 24 points, they have a chance to win the game. Like They don't need to blow out opponents. Their offense doesn't need to be great. When you look at Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, Anton Gibson, like we like all these weapons. So if the quarterbacks can play average, this team, it's okay for a team to be carried by defense, and that's basically what I'm putting my head on. I'm not saying they're going to blanket teams to 16 points a game, but in crunch time, teams are gonna, if, if teams have to get one-dimensional at any point in the game versus Washington, that defense will eat them alive. Week two, Thursday night, they're going to be home for the second straight week against the New York Giants. I just told you I thought the Giants would win that game. Where are you going with that one? I have that as a, a win for Washington. Okay, so I have them dropping to 0-2. You have them going to 2-0. and Correct. Okay. Week three at the Bills. I have that as a loss, 0-3. No, I'm just kidding. Bills beat Washington. I think okay. there are some offenses that can work on this defense. Bills are one of them, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of shocked though with your pick there because the Bills of all the things they're they're good and bad at the one thing I think they're not fantastic at is their offensive line. Obviously they I, I, don't have a strong running game and it's shocked you didn't pick Washington. I agree, but there's about five quarterbacks that that don't matter. Fair enough. That's yeah. I'm Josh giving Allen. Josh Allen the trump card on that one. He can. That's fine. Yeah. Um, week four. At the Falcons on the road. Um, I've talked myself in and out of Falcons game. They're going to be so hard to predict because I, I'm not. They're not as bad as the Eagles, but at the same time. They're not fantastic either. 
I have it as a loss. I have the Falcons winning. Washington, I have them beating the Falcons. I have them at 3-1. Week 5, home against the Saints. I think the Saints are a better football team. I struggle with this one because I think this I, I think this game will have less than thirty five points total scored. I think this I, I think this is gonna come down to defensive touchdowns, honestly. Yeah, when you look yeah. at what the Saints defense can do and Jameis Winston or Taysom Mill, whoever they have. This is a real toss up game for me. Um but again, I say I don't care about hurting feelings. If the two teams line up, who am I taking? I'm taking Washington four and one. Yeah, and do I think Washington's an zero and five football team? No, I don't. And, and I, I understand. Don't, I don't feel good saying. I do feel good saying the Eagles are zero and five. I don't feel good saying Washington's zero and five because they're they're too well coached and they do have pieces. But I, they're not a seven win team this year. I, I think they're I think, lower than I, that. I just think there's some teams like take the Giants, for instance. We looked at them and they're like, man, if they just had a better quarterback with that roster, they would be they would be a 10 or 11 win team. That, I mean, that's what we said. I think we got a midseason glimpse of that with Washington. You look at the roster and you're like, if they have a good quarterback, if they had a good quarterback, they could be a 10 or 11 win team with that roster. Do you disagree with that? No, no, I don't. Because we got a little glimpse when Alex Smith played for them. They were 5-2. and two. Alex Smith doesn't really turn the ball over. It became later in the year. There was, They played some weaker opponents, more divisional games. Okay. I don't want to get too wrapped up into it. We okay. also, remember, we got high on the Giants late in the year last year, and you actually broke down their schedule. You're like, Jeff, they haven't really played a ton of people. I was like, yeah, well, they've yeah. won their games. You're like, I understand they've won their games, but they're not playing a lot because they were playing each other. They're going to beat up on each other. So it's, I just think the Giants, when you look at them, are they a 6-10 and 10 team? There's no way. They got so much better. They're getting Barkley back. They, they got Kenny G. They got Rudolph. They got better. Washington, what did they do? They brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's played on 12 teams in 10 years. I just can't. I'm like, you're okay, not that now, good. Even if I have them at 4-1, and one, whether that ends up being right or wrong, that doesn't mean I have this team winning 11 or 12 games either. You said they were the best in the division, though. I, I do, but that doesn't mean they're going to be, like, monstrous teams. You look at their next games, Chiefs, Packers, Broncos, bye, then Buccaneers, Panthers, Seahawks. Like, they have a brutal six-game stretch after that where they yeah. could go one and five. Like, this team could easily be five and five after ten games. And then, again, when they have the gauntlet of in-division – those games, you know, those are always toss-up games because you're in division. I just think when I look at the Chargers, they caught them at a perfect time, week one, where that defensive line can I agree. No, I agree. It's a great – they're going to Chargers week one. Yeah, I look at the Giants. I still don't think Saquon is fully back week two. They would need him to beat the, the, the Washington football team because that D-line, he's a good dump-off piece, you know, catching that way. Then they lose to Buffalo. I think they can work on Falcons defense or their defense. And again, the Falcons, I don't I don't think their offense is over the top powerful. I think Washington has a lot of value. I think their defense has a ton of value. I'm super high on their defense. I, I just think the matchups work their way in the first five. I think they're gonna lose a lot of games in October and November. I think yeah. they're gonna lose a lot of games in that window. And then like the NFC East always does. 
the top team's going to have seven or eight wins, and there's going to be three games left where they're all beating the crap out of each other. And I think the winner of this division is looking at double digits. If one of them can get to 10 wins, I think they have the division. Whether Again, and just because I have the Cowboys at three, Giants at two, Washington at one, in my head, yeah. once yeah. I go through the schedules, it might not come out that way, and I'll have a better detail for that. But the only thing I think I am saying for certain is that it's not going to be the Eagles. I think the other three teams, a lot of it depends on quarterback play. Which I guess you could say for 32 teams, it depends on quarterback play. But I look at the Giants and Washington's roster, and I think if they have average to, like, if they have C to B minus quarterback play, they can win a lot of games with their defenses. So we've already answered the question, but we, we do this every time. Who wins this division? I'm going to go with Washington. Yeah. Um, I've almost talked myself into the Giants, but I just don't think they have enough. Daniel Jones. In the corner, in the quarterback play to win it. I, I'm giving it to Dallas. I think they're going to be much improved defensively. And I, I hope Dak finishes the year. And if Dak finishes the year, I think they're the best team. So, and sure. I do think Washington, I think Washington takes a step back this year. And that's saying something because they only won seven games. And maybe they don't. Maybe they're seven and 10. I mean, you know, or maybe they're eight and nine, but I don't know if that's necessarily enough. So, alrighty, let's get into our defensive line edge rusher draft. Do it. I think this is going to be fun because I know you're very passionate about this specific position group because you were lucky enough to have one of the best players in the division in the league at this uh, at this typical junction. Edge and interior. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who had the number one pick last time. Do you want it? I can take it. Doesn't really matter. I mean, do you want to say Aaron Donald? Or do you want me to say Aaron Donald? It's up to you. Okay. I will start and I will say Aaron Donald because I don't want to make you mad with who I would put it to. <laughs> Aaron, oh. Aaron no. Donald. All right. I'm actually going to shock a lot of people here. Um, I'm going to put TJ Watt at two. TJ Watt, number two. Um, he's my number three. I think he's mm-hmm. a very, I think he's very good. I can, he can easily be number one. That's what's how, that's how close these three players are. I think TJ is a freak of nature, but I think this guy is just more of a freak. Miles Garrett at three. He was my number three. He would have been number two, but you know, he took that helmet off and got kind of wild. Yeah. Um, n- number four. I know the team, maybe you don't watch him as much and he, but I still think number four has to be Khalil Mack. I mean, the man, yeah. double, triple yeah. teamed on the edge, moves mountains with one arm. Can't yeah. forget about Khalil. Uh, this guy was hurt last year, but the three seasons previous, he has been a freak of nature. Um, and I think we're starting to forget about him because he was hurt and because that team wasn't good. But Chandler Jones, I think at five is more than fair. Chandler Jones. So, so far we have four edge rushers and one defensive line. Um, yeah, I'm um, about to break that right now, actually. Okay, awesome. Uh, Fletcher Cox is going to come in at number six. Yeah, I think this is where they catch up. Yeah, because... and Fle- yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, just, it's Fletcher Cox. I mean, 
everyone always talks about, man, the Eagles' defense sucks, except for their defensive line. Well, that just starts and ends with one man. I mean, he literally uh, can just. I mean, Brandon they have they have Brandon Graham, they have Javon yeah. Hargrave. I get they have some players, but yeah. when the coach goes up to the whiteboard, he writes big cocks up there on the whiteboard and circles it and says, "This is what we have to stop if we want to do anything on offense." Yeah, I mean, uh, this next guy is 100% the most overshadowed player on his team because he's probably the third or fourth best player, but he could be the first best player on a lot of teams. It's Chris Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody talks about him because everybody talks about Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill, but Chris Jones is a man amongst boys. Yeah, um, I like Chris Jones a lot. I think there's one D tackle I would have put ahead of him, but I still have people Fair. ahead of I've... both of those guys. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. There was a guy who was hurt last year, and I don't want to forget about him either. Same way Chandler. I'm going to put Von Miller at number eight. Ooh, I thought you were going with somebody else there. Von Miller, one of the best pure speed pass rushers in the NFL. I mean, he's got NFL a history. Got Super Bowl MVP, one of the best sack dances as well. You hate playing Von Miller. It'll be interesting to see if we can finally get a year with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb both playing. Yeah. Um, we're starting to get into crunch time here where I'm just like, you know, a lot of a lot these of guys are still impact players and very good players. But if I'm building a defense, the next guy I'm taking is DeForest Buckner. Love that's, DeForest Buckner. Yep, that's my guy who I was going to say. You know, usually at this point, we're starting to get into guys I may not have had on my own list. So it's nice to see that I haven't crossed anybody off. Um, yeah. uh, at number 10, I'm going to put Joey Bosa. I mean, he's been really good over there for the Chargers. Interesting. And, uh, I don't really want him to fall out of the top 10, but Joey Bosa is a monster. Not like huh? It's not that I don't like it. I don't think he's better than number 11, Nick Bosa. I want Nick to have more time. He did have a monster rookie year, but when you look at his rookie year, there was D Ford, Eric Armstrong, DeForest yeah, no, Buckner. Yeah. So he needs to be the guy. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. I, think, I just I think it was better a, than his brother, but I get it. And um, Fred Wagner, the middle linebacker. So their front seven was just ridiculously overstacked. Um, couple guys could go here, but I'm going to go Cameron Hayward. Um, I, mean, I know. Th- I know that you have Aaron Donald and players of that nature, but I can say I've watched football pretty closely since 2004, and Cameron Hayward is one of the strongest players I've ever seen. I, he just doesn't move, doesn't really move backwards ever. So uh, Cameron Hayward. Yeah, I think that's a really nice pick. Um, but he's not even the best Cam on this list. I think this guy deserved to be over him. Cam Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll tell you right now, call me a homer if you want. I'm taking Hayward over Jordan any day. That's fine. That's fine. I do love yeah, Cam you Jordan. Play different positions, so one's out on the edge, one's in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Um, you know what, man? Since we're going right now, you know there's a guy I love close to my heart, but as of right now, we can't be can't be on this list at fourteen yet. But I think after one year in the rookie of the year performance, Chase Young, Chase Young has to be on this list. I'm going to put one, Chase Young number 14. One, 100% deserves to be on the list. 
And if you wouldn't have said him, I was saying him next. So that's completely good. Um, I love this player. Um, I think he's better than the player that I think you're going to say next. This guy, wherever he goes, makes that defense legit. And there's not too many people that are around like that. And nobody really talks about him. Calais Campbell. Everywhere he goes, he wins. The defense is good. And they've even shipped him to bad teams. He went to Jacksonville, showed up in Jacksonville, and made them them good. It, he's worth the pick, and I know who you're going next. He's done a lot of good things, but I just feel like right now he's kind of a non-existent player to me. Like, I just think he's old now. He's not, though. He is, <laughs> but he's still a baller. Is he still on the Ravens, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy thing. Like, I wouldn't have even. Uh, that's, that's They'll crazy. get two sacks on Roethlisberger this year. You'll text me and be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> all right, we'll see. Um, not going to lie, there may be some Bucks fan waiting for me to say, you know, Vita Vea or Indomitian Sue putting one of them up there. But there's no way I couldn't have J.J. Watt on this list. J.J. Watt's going to be number 16. Yep. And just injuries have done him in. He was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. And uh, he just had some injuries. But when he's on the field, even in a big Optimus Prime-looking elbow brace, he's getting it done. So, yeah. Honorable mention, JPP. Didn't make this list. Played really great in the Shaq Super Bowl. He's been a good player. Sha- well, Shaq Barrett is – did we consider him a linebacker last time? No, he's got a lot of sacks. He didn't make either list. So, Shaq Barrett might be a guy we missed because he's got a lot we, of sacks. We – we might have butchered that. I think if we were putting Shaq Baird in here, I think he's somewhere around the Bosa brothers, if I had to guess. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But also, yeah. we look at this real quick. If I can try and do a count. One, two, three, four Ohio State players. So 25% of the list are from Ohio State. Bosa Pretty brothers, nice. Chase Young, Cameron Hayward. And three of them played for Urban. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm missing any. Maybe some of those other ones are from Ohio State. I don't think so, though. No, you got them. Yeah, you got him. Pretty a crazy. On this list. A lot of Big Ten guys on this list. Yeah, yeah. Well, that uh, pretty much wraps it up. Another fun pod. Um, we had the emergency Cam Newton pod earlier today, and now obviously, as promised, the NFC East. We'll be coming with you guys next week with the Bull Predictions pod as well as uh, announcements on the Sunday live show. So, Brad, anything, uh, anything we say before we sign off here? Nope, nothing to really add. Uh, Ronaldo's at Manchester United, so all is well. All awesome. Is well. well, it's uh, it is the Mac Jones time. Patriots are going twelve and five. Let's in go. Yeah, we'll see. Real talk. See you next time. Yep. Later, guys.